Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Circling Shell Sports Podcast. This is the 127th episode of the show itself, the 36th edition of the Seattle Interview Series. Uh, someone who represents, I would say, the Seattle Interview Series relatively well, uh, Olivia Vanderyat, uh, coming from Kent Ridge High School in Kent. I mean, that's in the name there. Going to UW and now with the rain here. Uh, all Pac-12 third team, uh, just a year, this weird year ago, two seasons ago thing scholar all region second team pac 12 academic honor roll uh relatively recently drafted by the rain how have you been since then i know that um in an interview you did with east side uh talked about you know ever since then training you know we've got uh preseason coming up here at the beginning of next month has it just kind of been training for you how's it been since you got the call yeah well um thanks for having me first off um yeah, I have just trying to get as much training as in as I can before the start of preseason, you know, just um, I have a trainer down here in Covington. So I, you know, do fitness lift with him. And then um, I've actually been playing with some local clubs, some of my actually, like you mentioned, East Side, some of my old coach and then um, Seattle United with um, a coach up there. And then um, my friend Amira and I were playing indoor soccer in Tacoma. Um, so that's been really fun. We just train with them. You basically just play. And so, yeah, just trying to get as many touches in and prepare myself for the start of preseason. The mirror, obviously signing with the pro club overseas. I mean, that's got to be exciting as well. I mean, I know in talking with your goalkeeper, um, you know, they're obviously, you know, in, in sports and soccer as in soccer as a whole, there are so many different avenues you can go. Obviously, you know, here in the U.S., that's something that's growing, you know, with expansion. Um, so it's interesting to see, you know, where at least the Huskies, where different players go. Obviously, you're staying here. Um, to, to go back to very beginning, can you pinpoint sort of where your soccer journey began or perhaps where the love of soccer took off? Because I know for some players, it's, you know, I started playing really early on, but I didn't really fall in love with the game until, you know, sometimes late. So what what would be better for you to pinpoint, I guess, where the love of the game began or where soccer as a whole just took off? Yeah, so I started playing soccer when I was about four, and I feel like it really started um, <clears throat> then. Like, I knew I loved soccer. I always wanted to play soccer. My older brother played soccer, and so it was kind of nice to just, like, follow in his footsteps, and I got to play with him, um, which was nice. But, yeah, even from the start, it was – really something I loved and I played all the way up until high school, but I also played volleyball too. So that was another sport. And I eventually, eventually in high school, when, you know, it got kind of hard with traveling with both club volleyball, club soccer, I eventually had to choose one, but I always knew that like, I couldn't really not play soccer and volleyball was something that, yeah, I, I loved doing it, but it was something I could, you know, live without. And I just feel like soccer was like my real passion. Yeah, in in researching, you know, it's interesting to note that uh, your father played for a national team uh, in volleyball. And I know that there was an interview you did with Chris Egan a while ago when you were at Kent Ridge, uh, where you said he's still got some moves that he'll use um, when you guys would play. But that is interesting to hear, you know, that was something that you took up to the club level and it was something that a decision had to be made. Uh, and ultimately, there was a priority there. But at least, you know, um, if the parents ever want to, if we've got a pretty good volleyball team here at UW. Um, but it is interesting to note that because a lot of the times, 
uh, the sports journey of like a pro player or even sometimes college players, you see a lot of different sports being played. And I think that's why it's so big to get involved as much as you can, because you never know what you might want to fit into. Um, so, I mean, with juggling those two pretty heavily and being a pretty good student, what was your motivation to get better in high school? Was it just to, you know, continue playing the game you love or was it just something that kind of came subconsciously? It wasn't anything that you were necessarily work, uh, working forward to. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like it was kind of a bit of both. Um, I feel like, you know, in high school, like I just loved playing the game. I loved playing with my teammates. I had moved clubs. So I went to Eastside FC in high school and just, you know, playing with them. I just feel like it was not only like intense and competition, everything like that, but we all just had like a really, really fun time every single practice, no matter what we were doing. And so I just feel like that part of it makes it easier to work hard and to, you know, get better and, you know, want to get better and compete with your teammates. But I also feel like it was a factor of just, you know, I, I knew I wanted to play in college and I knew I wanted to get to the next level and, you know, get better and make an impact at the college level. And so that was another motivating factor is just wanting to get to that level and be seen by coaches and really just um, work hard so I can get there and compete and, you know, just do my best um, to get to that point. And so I feel like it was a kind of a mix of both in that sense. Can you expand a little bit more, you know, on playing with Eastside? I mean, obviously that was something that seems like it was a pretty heavy factor in just accelerating your career as a whole. But can you talk about, you know, playing with the club as well as the influence that it might have had on your career as a whole? Obviously, we could look at high school, um, but sometimes it seems like the club level is really what takes it up a notch. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, Eastside, it was a really, really special team. Like, I feel like it's one of the teams that you just, everyone gets along. You have amazing team chemistry. And so I think that's something that, like, really played into the success we had and just, it, it works better on the field if everyone is having a good time, if everyone gets along, if everyone like truly cares about each other. And so I feel like that was the thing about the team that really stood out to me. Um, and yeah, it had an impact on me because it just, it shows me how um, team chemistry is just so like important for the game and success and everything. And that is something I, I really took away from um the team and everything, but it also just makes it a lot more fun competing with everyone. Everyone was at a high level too. I know a lot of the girls on the team had the same goal of playing D1 soccer. And so it just, it made it a lot easier for us to really compete and work hard. And we all had, you know, similar goals or the same goals um, going forward. And so, yeah, that's, yeah, it had a very big impact on me, I would say. Yeah. Can you also describe, I know you talked about Eastside and, you know, kind of an iron sharpens iron situation, everybody trying to get better. And obviously you talk about chemistry. I think that's mm-hmm. something that is obvious as it is to the people who play. Sometimes the people in the stands don't understand that, you know, it's as many great players as you can play. If they don't gel well, it's not going to matter. Um, and ultimately, if they do gel well, that can result in a championship. Can you describe uh, winning a WPSL national championship uh, with Sounders women and just kind of your experience with Sounders women. Yeah. Um, so I played with Sounders women. I, since I would say junior year in high school. So it's more of kind of the WPSL. I would just say it's like 
I guess, a semi-pro league and just where a lot of girls generally when they're on summer break um, from their college teams, they'll all come and join a WPSL, a WPSL team and then compete against each other. Um, so yeah, I've been playing with Sounders since I would say junior year of high school. And so um, then since I've been playing them for a while, um, I want to say it was my, after my sophomore year, maybe after my junior year of college where yeah, we got a team together and we just, like you said, ended up um, <clears throat> gelling really well together and, you know, playing really well together. And these were girls that were coming from all over the country. So it wasn't just like, you know, Washington girls, like we had girls from Penn State, Florida State, like kind of just, yeah, a lot of girls who would stay with host families. And so mm. that's just interesting how you can get a group of girls together that have never, you know, played with each other before. They've never known each other before. And how can sometimes just gel and the team chemistry can, you know, work out. And so it was nice getting to play with those different high level players. Cause you know, you get to see their style of play and what they've learned and you get to come together and kind of learn a new style under the, the Sounders coach and everything. And so, yeah, we ended up winning regionals and going to Oklahoma to compete for nationals. Um, and yeah, no, it was a great time. It was like the best feeling, you know, we had all worked the whole summer to, um, towards that goal together. And so it was a great feeling and going back into college season, it was just something special to bring along. Cause I know that, you know, some athletes, you play a sport so much like playing it year round, you might want to break at some point, but, yeah. um, obviously for that to culminate, uh, in a championship, I mean, that's just more experience. I think that's a positive thing for you and just, uh, only helps. Um, and also, so moving here, you know, we talked about you being from around here, right. Being in the state, being in the area, uh, being involved with Sounders women as well. Um, and I know that UW was just kind of a consistent presence in your life. What was your recruiting process like? And did it ever seem like there would be a school other than UW that you would end up at, or was it kind of a, a tunnel vision situation? Yeah. So, um, I did explore other schools as well. You know, I just wanted to see kind of like what was out there and explore some, some different options, but UW has always been like something like in my heart, like my, my dad went to UW and we've always been Husky fans and growing up, going to the games and everything. And so I just feel like kind of like in the back of my mind, I always kind of knew, but I also didn't want to you know, just like limit myself. And so I, I did explore other places, but after kind of looking around and seeing like what other schools were like, I kind of just knew, like I did, I wanted a big school. I wanted a PAC 12 school where the competition, um, was obviously higher. And I just kind of realized I wanted to be close to home and to stay near family and go to a school that I've always rooted for. And so I feel like it was always kind of like in the back of my mind, but yeah. Sounds like it ultimately just kind of made sense. Yeah. Um, and all came together because, you know, that is something good to go and check out what's out there ultimately. <laughs> um, but I mean, if it makes sense, why mess with it? Right. Yeah. Um, I know that something that I'm going to, I'm going to key on here. You mentioned chemistry. Um, mm -hmm. I know that in the sort of little entry article that you'd have posts um, when it, uh, you had announced that you were committing, you know, I talked about sort of a family mindset as a team um and that, i'm sure that can help you know as a freshman you're not only coming into college which is obviously big 
But yeah. in coming into a team and playing D1, and like you mentioned, uh, playing Pac-12 soccer, which I do want to talk about a little bit down the road, yeah. um, what, what's your mindset coming into freshman year? Is it, do I have to prove myself or, uh, you know, the way that this team is, I've just got my girls here and I'm just going to play my own way? Yeah, I think my mindset going into freshman year was kind of just going in and learning and growing as much as I can. We had a ton of seniors and fifth years. I want to say like probably like 12 or 13 fifth years and seniors combined. And so for me, it was kind of just going in with the mindset that like, I don't really know what college soccer is like. I know that it's a lot different from club soccer. And so I'm kind of here to just learn more about like the speed of play and what I need to get better at. Obviously their style of play might be different than what I have grown up with. And so I feel like it was just more of like a growth year for me to learn and learn from them who've had, you know, years of experience and just get better and kind of adapt to the way that they play, the way that, you know, they learn things and everything. So that was kind of my mindset going in. So, you know, if we look at you know, this past season, if we look at the player that you were this past season and we were to look at, you know, freshman you that we just talked about, obviously as a, as a whole, you've improved. I mean, that should be obvious, but what would you key on as like the major factors, major areas that you've seen the most growth in if we're giving you like the option to self critique here? Yeah. Um, I would say definitely my mindset changed. I would think I would kind of say my younger years, I would say I was a little more anxious, nervous, you know, like, and I feel like sometimes that would hold me back from the potential I had and what I could, you know, do. And I feel like growing and getting better and kind of like working at the mental side of things. I feel like I got my confidence grew. I feel like I obviously still would get nervous for games and everything, but I feel like I could kind of like keep that under control and just, you know, like kind of say to myself, like you've prepared for this, like, you know what to do. It's not like it's something you've never done before. And I feel like I grew a lot on the mental side of things. Um, I also feel like I grew on just being more adaptable, I guess. I had to change positions quite a bit. And so I feel like by the time, you know, I was a senior fifth year, it was kind of easier for me to just, you know, learn a different position and pick it up. And that's kind of what I had to do. And so I feel like that was another big growing moment for me. Yeah. And you, you know, talk about the mental game, obviously, you know, there's in somewhat recent years, there's been more spotlight on it. I know a lot of the leagues are trying to focus on that. And that's great. You wish it would have been done sooner, but that is such thing that's so important. You can have all the talent in the world. You can, you know, have all the muscle groups you need to focus on, you know, all this like muscle memory of how to do drills, all that, you know, doesn't matter if you're not thinking. Right. So I think that is increasingly yeah. important. And that's, that is something to note because that's something you'll need um, obviously to not only play D1 soccer, but now transitioning over to the pro level. Um can you talk a little bit about the Husky Nike Invitational and how you won offensive MVP in that? And maybe a little bit about what the Husky Nike Invitational is. I'm assuming that's not around anymore since the change to Adidas. Um, yeah. Can you kind of uh, go in a little bit of depth about that? Yeah. So um, 
yeah, obviously when we were at Nike school, we would have an invitational every year. Um, so we would invite a couple schools down or up to UW and we would kind of just play a little tournament, I guess. Uh, I think that year, I want to say we played Portland and Cal State Fullerton. I think New Mexico was there. I can't quite remember. I know it was my sophomore year, but yeah, so we invite a couple schools up to yeah, kind of just playing a little tournament for um, non-conference games. And yeah, we just, um, yeah, we get to see different competition every year. Um, I think different teams come each year. But yeah, at the end of the Invitational, we they usually select an offensive MVP and a defensive MVP. And so, yeah, that year I went offensive MVP, which felt, you know, really great as a sophomore and being so young. I just, I feel like that freshman year was such a big growing year for me. And so getting that award was huge and just a really, really big accomplishment and something that, you know, I worked all year and all summer for. And so I was really grateful for that. And just, yeah, it was a great, great experience and great to play other schools and everything. At least looking at the year, you were pretty spot on in the games. I think maybe right before that, uh, opened the year against Florida, then Cal State Fullerton, then Portland. Uh, and then if I'm looking at the schedule correctly, uh, it was Wisconsin and Michigan State. Um, okay. I think I could be reading it backwards, but you got those two schools, right? But okay. yeah. Something to note, obviously, the invitationals for, you know, different sports are a big thing. And I think that, um, I mean, you could have your input on it as well. Uh, that could really set the team up and maybe even individual performances up to success. I mean, you know, get an offensive MVP, it's got to be a nice thing. But also, you've got the whole season to look ahead to, for the most part. Um, so kind of looking in that direction, I know we go back a couple of years, but go back a little bit ago. What was your first impression of Coach Van Dyke? Obviously, you know, kind of working to get sort of a new situation going. Um, but what was your first impression of her and how she's, uh, I guess, to reflect on her uh, time as a coach when you were at UW? Yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely was a transition period. You know, we were kind of like just waiting to, you know, get a new coach and my first impression of her, I really liked her. I liked that, um, you know, we got to talk on the phone. And then when she actually first got to campus, I really liked how she sat down with each of us and, you know, spent some individual time, like just to get to know us and to kind of start building a relationship with each of us. You know, it's obviously changed for both us and for her. So just, I think that winter quarter, we just really worked on you know, getting to know each other and building those relationships so that we could move forward and um, get better as a team and everything. And so, yeah, it was, my first impression was really good. And then obviously it was hard because then, so she came in January of 2020 and then COVID hit. So then everything had to be moved to Zoom. And so we didn't really have a spring quarter. Um, yeah. yeah. And then it was summer. So we were kind of training on our own and then season got canceled. So it did, it did take a while, you know, for us to really get in person and training and everything, but you know, the zooms, even though we couldn't train together as a team during that time, the zooms really helped us work on other things. And kind of, like I was saying, we did get to spend more time working on the mental side of things. And we got to spend that time working on things that maybe we wouldn't have as much time if, you know, it wasn't 
all on Zoom, but I think it was really good to grow and to get to know everyone before we really were back in person and just, we tried to make the most of, of the time. And so, but yeah, it was definitely a interesting transition period with, you know, COVID happening, but, but yeah. Yeah. Get a new coach, start to kind of learn about them. Things start to go in everything, you know, derailed. Um, but it sounds like, you know, the, the effort was there. And I think that's what important, obviously with the way that things went at the beginning of all this could have been like, Oh, well, you know, it's really tough for everybody. No, it sounds like the effort was made there. Um, and I'm hoping that, you know, as we continue on in the next year, um, obviously I'd like to get rid of a lot of this stuff. Um, but just kind of planning some things, you know, in the players that are with the program, um, I do kind of want to touch on, you know, players that might've stayed here in a sec, but we look at, uh, the tournament run, you know, the year before this one, um, you know, go on a tournament run, have a relatively good season. Obviously I say relatively, but, you know, go to the tournament, I think is that's the success on its own, but you want to do more regardless. We look at the next season, obviously not how you guys want to finish anything. How did the season go for you? I mean, through your, through your eyes, through Olivia's eyes, how do we look at things? Because you kind of start the season off rough, you know, you play some good teams on the road, you play in a, a conference. It's not an easy thing at all. Um, how did it kind of unfold for you? And I know even despite the way that it went, there were some games against, you know, Pac-12 opponents, ranked opponents that you guys really hung in there still. I know drawing against Arizona State. Um, and then there was another draw, I believe it was against Stanford. I could be incorrect on that. Um, but my point is staying, uh, still staying in it and still playing tight games how did the season unfold through your eyes and, you know, what is your reflection of this past year? Yeah. Um, I think at the beginning of the season, um, we had kind of a lot of things to figure out, you know, and we did kind of start on a, on a rocky start. And I think, yeah, we did have some things to figure out. And I think by the time we did kind of work through these problems and solve these problems that we had, you know, at, at the beginning of the season, it was almost like we were so like, we were so many games into it. It was almost, it felt like it was almost a little bit too late for us to solve those problems where we were then trying to like get games back. And by the time PAC 12 started, you know, it's obviously a really competitive um, conference. So it's like, yeah, we have to go in there and basically just went, not went out, but yeah, win as many games as we can and get back and you know, I think that was a goal for us and the position we were in towards the end of the season was like, if we want to make it to the tournament, we have to win our games out. Like we have to win every single game. And that's kind of the position we, we put ourselves in, but I also feel like we do well under those circumstances, which kind of taking from last year, we kind of have the mindset is like, we have to treat every game, like it's a tournament game. That was our mindset towards the end of the season. And obviously it's not the ideal situation that we put ourselves in, but I was really proud of the way that we did problem solve, even though it did take us a while to, you know, figure some things out, but we did through film and through training, we did, you know, ultimately problem solve. And that's like a huge, I feel like that's a huge skill for our team as a whole to learn is, you know, when things aren't necessarily going your way like what do we need to fix what do we need to do like how do we train this how do we watch film and get better and so 
I was proud that we actually did that. It was kind of unfortunate, the timing of everything. And, you know, with such a short season, it's not like you have a whole ton of games to do that. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I was proud of how we did towards the end of the season. You know, we did get some really good results in Pac-12 and we did learn a lot and we did get better. And so it was, was unfortunate that we didn't make the tournament, but we did learn a lot this season about, you know, adversity and how we can change and problem solve and get better and, you know, work together. So learn important lessons too along the way. Yeah. And I know, you know, as a competitor, I'm sure that's something like, Hey, I hate losing, you know, yeah. don't want to have to deal with that, but you know, ultimately with, you know, parody and all that good stuff, you're not going to win every game. I know that's the goal. And I'm sure the tournament is like the goal as well, perhaps the standard. Um, but it was, it was something that at least as someone who was in the stands, it's something you notice, you know, the teams, it's not like you just kind of sit down Hey, this is a season. We're going to write it out. This is crap. Right. You know, beat Oregon down the stretch. I know Oregon state as well. I mean, play Wazoo. I mean, they've, as far as I remember, they've had a good program for a decently long time. Um, and just the Pac-12 in general, that's, you know, it's not easy. Um, and that's just sometimes how it shakes. That's obviously not how you want it to be. And, um, you know, if I'm in the locker room, I'm sure here's some words that aren't as nice as you may have put it, but, you know, ultimately you'll learn from it. I know that's, you know, something you talked about the mental game, you've learned from it. Um, and I know the rest of that locker room has, you know, um, it is interesting for me to note. And I know we talked a little bit before this, um, before we started uh, on air here about uh, a teammate of yours mm-hmm. potentially declaring for the draft and then not doing so. Uh, and talking with Liv, uh, it sounds like there's, you know, obviously her as well, but there are some teammates of yours that are really into, like, bought into this program and they're here to make sure that that does not happen again. Can you talk about mm-hmm. uh, your teammates and that group? that's at UW and just a little bit about what you might expect to see from the next season. Cause you talked about, you know, adversity. Uh, I know a word that Liv used was resiliency. You know, this is a group that sounds like they're really determined to get back out there and right the wrongs of last year. So can you speak a little bit on that group as someone obviously who spent time in that group um, being the career leader in total matches played for UW there. Um, but can you, I want to touch on that too, but also just the locker room and, uh, your thoughts on your, your former teammates now, and, uh, perhaps expectation for next year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a really great group and I think Liv kind of hit it on the spot. Very, very resilient. And I think both seasons kind of show that, I mean, last season and then the season in the spring we had, I would say a ton of adversity with injuries and, you know, just everything with COVID. I feel like we really had to fight through that season and, you know, do our best. And we obviously made a great run in the tournament. And so I think resilient would be, you know, a great word. I think we've had to deal with so many injuries. I know our teammate Shay um, is on her third ACL and she's um, yeah, she's fighting to get back and she never quit. She's determined. She you know, is going to get back out there next season. And she's someone that I look up to a lot and who, you know, deals with adversity. She's resilient. She is someone that always is working hard. And I think she's played an amazing role um, these past years, even though she, 
she was hurt. You know, she still played um, a role in the team of, you know, giving advice and doing what she can to help the players on the field. And I think that's a, another kind of thing about our team is no matter what role you have, if you're injured, if you're playing, if you're not playing, you know, everyone's always helping the team in some way. Everyone, you know, we kind of have this team first mentality um, kind of over yourself and even if you're not playing, you're still doing something to help the team. You're benefiting, you're giving energy on the bench. And I think that's something that, you know, this group really has learned and has grown into and the kind of team first mentality. And that also goes into team chemistry, I believe, is just everyone working for each other. And that is also something I feel like we've gotten better at over the years and we've grown and so I'm excited to see that. And I know they're adding a new kind of a new group with the freshmen and we have some transfers coming in, but yeah, no, I expect them to do really well. And it'll be nice that these girls are recovering from their injuries um, by next year. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be awesome. And I think, I think they'll do great next year and they have a whole, which is also kind of an interesting thing about last year is going from a spring season to a fall season, you know, you only have a couple months and those months really, you really don't spend them with your team. It's the summer, you know, you kind of train on your own or train with WPSL teams, but it'll be, I think it'll be great for them that they get this whole year to really, like I said, like build that chemistry and, you know, kind of get together and figure those things out that they need to figure out, whether it's, you know, the, their style of play or, um, just other things, but I think that'll be really good for them as well. You, you touched on something pretty important that I had had hanging in my mind for a bit, you know, transitioning from playing in the spring of this year and then some weird, like, couple months here where it's not normal, and then you've got another season to play, you know, and all you talk about injuries, not exactly the normal timeline for recovery. So I think that's key that you touched on it. Um, and then I, I, I don't know you know, how much of an eye will keep on it because, you know, I'm sure being pro is going to be pretty busy, but also, you know, the fact that they're going to still be in your backyard um, to keep an eye on that. Um, something that, you know, is interesting to me, at least, is it, was it tough for you? Because I don't know how your situation went with the way COVID rules. And you, I mean, we talked about it. It's weird the way that names were into the draft and they weren't technically like that wasn't something that you did manually um is it tough for you now to you know you've got a group that you know there are some uh some of the women who you know uh undergraduate students now uh you've got a new group of freshmen coming in is it tough for you to leave that group or is it kind of a are you happy with it it's like okay I did my part you know um I've done my time it's time for me to move on kind of a new situation sort of thing yeah, um, I was really sad to be done. I, you know, love the team and I love the group and I just, yeah, it was something that was like really hard for me and it, it like took a while for me to like really wrap my head around like, wow, I spent like five years or like five seasons here and now it's like over. I feel like it went by so quickly. Um, so yeah, it was something really hard to kind of just, yeah, like I said, wrap my head around it, but I did feel like I am at a point where I'm like, I'm ready to, you know, try something new and, you know, get out of my comfort zone again and, you know, really 
get better and everything. And so I feel like I'm at that point where I'm, I'm ready, but it's also kind of a thing where it's like, Oh, it's so sad that I'm leaving them. But I also get to, you know, be in the area and I, I still see them and I still get to hang out with them and it'll be fun to go to games and everything. So it's like, I'm not totally gone. I still get to hang out with everyone, but yeah, definitely kind of a bittersweet kind of moment. Yeah, it's not like you're going to the East Coast or something, which makes it much more difficult. It'll be relatively right there. And I mean, even more so with the move back to Seattle, if it was Tacoma, it might be a little bit of a hassle, maybe a little bit of an annoyance thing. But no, I'm sure that is bittersweet because, you know, you spend your college with them a full career. um, And then you I'm sure there was some I'm sure at least with this group now, there's some unfinished business. And I'm sure you'd like to be, hey, we want to write this thing, but it's uh you've got a different story to write I guess you could say um so to to look back on it do you have a favorite moment or game you know from your time at UW or is it just one of those things where I you can't make me pick you know out of all the the moments that you've might have uh made over your time as a husky yeah that is hard that is a hard question I would say one of my favorite moments, it was 2019 season. Um, and we beat Wazoo for like the first time. I don't know how many years, like it was such a like big thing that like we made a big deal about. It's like, Oh my God, like we haven't beat Wazoo in how many years? I don't, I think it was like 14. I want to say, I can't really Mm -hmm. remember, but it was like this huge thing. We're like, okay, like this is the year, like we have to win. And it was, it was really an amazing experience. Like everyone, the crowd, I'm like, I don't know if I've seen the crowd that big before. It was probably one of the biggest crowds we've had, but everyone stormed the field after like everyone was celebrating on the field. And it was just like this really amazing, fun experience for us. And yeah, it was, um, our last game before going to the tournament that year. Um, so yeah, that was another thing, um, beating them and going to the tournament. It was, yeah, it was a really good feeling. Rivalry games always seem to have that effect. I mean, especially when it's an in-state rival. Um, But no, that definitely makes sense. And I mean, at least to me, what I've kind of seen through, you know, the games at UW and even the the game this past season against uh, Seattle U, it seems like at least in Seattle, we have a pretty good following for not only soccer, but women's soccer. You know, just it's good to see that. And um, obviously w- with restrictions and such, as we deal with this pandemic, it makes it somewhat tough and people want to be safe and all that. Um, but still, even, you know, you see all the club teams out at your guys's games and, uh, I see the rain stuff here and there. So it's really cool to see that. I don't know if you ever able to notice that I'm sure when you're playing, it's kind of like, I can't look at the crowd. Um, <laughs> but it is at least cool to note that, Hey, you know, you've got, uh, you know, young girls that are looking at this and they say, Hey, you know, you've got this right, right in your city. Um, To finally touch now on playing in the PAC 12. I mean, can you just reflect on that? Obviously we talk about WSU and their program, Um, but you know, you mentioned it as something that was happening in your recruiting process. You're thinking about, I want to play in a conference that's got that level of competition. Can you describe that a little bit as somebody who actually has been in those games and has played against those teams around the conference? Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, going into my freshman year right off the bat, like the competition was extremely high. It was every game, like no game is easy. No game is a given, no matter like who you're playing, like anyone 
can win on any day. It's just, you have to show up and play your best and, you know, do what you can. And you're playing against some of the best girls in the country, which is, it's a really cool experience because you get to compete with them. You get to play against them. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's a great experience. And I was saying, even my freshman year, I remember my, um, our game against Stanford. It was like probably one of the craziest games I got to play in. It was like tied like the whole game. And unfortunately they scored. And I want to say like the last 90 seconds ish minute. I'm yeah. But it, that was like one of the most intense, like high competition games I've played in at my time, um, at UW and, you know, some of the other games too, and further seasons, but that was just kind of one of my memories from freshman year. Um, but yeah, no, it was a a great experience getting to play with, you know, the best, best girls in the country and just always competing at every single game, no matter what team you're playing against. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, you talk about that freshman season, just looking at the, the, the teams you guys played. I mean, Florida was ranked number two, beating them in a tight contest. Uh, I mean, not even just the Pac-12 schedule, Baylor, SMU, Michigan State, Michigan, California was ranked 13, Utah 24, go to Stanford, number one ranked, lose that game, you know, by a goal, USC, UCLA. I mean, it wasn't exactly an easy schedule. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it is. I think that's something that I could do if I was just to sit here, you know, looking at 2017, I go through 1918, you know, just look at the where the different schools in the conference were ranked. I mean, it just kind of speaks for itself. Um, and I know we touched on it earlier and I said, we'd talk about it later. What significance does it have for you to be the career leader in total games played at you? Is that something that you think about? Is that something like, you know, I know uh, the past few seasons you've been on the field, you know, for most all of the season, is that something that, you train for is just that level of consistency that, you know, making sure that you're on the field. Is that what significance, I guess, does that honor have for you? Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was really cool. I really didn't know that this was like happening until I think it's like someone sent something to me on Twitter. I was like, Oh, I was like, Whoa, I didn't even like know this was a thing like until now, but yeah, I think it's something that I'm really proud of. I just think it's cool to see like, kind of just kind of just like reflecting like over the years like what different like impacts I've made I guess on the field and I think it's something cool for me to kind of just look back at and like wow like I really I did get to play like my freshman sophomore year which is something that's really cool for me and yeah I don't think it's something that I really I don't think it was something I was really like working towards. I didn't know it was a record or anything, but I think just like looking back now, I think it's something really cool and like special to me that I get, I got to play that many games and I got to, you know, compete and help the program in that many games and make an impact. And so, yeah, I think it's just something really, really cool and something I'm proud of. I know we've mentioned it here and in, in kind of bits and pieces of it, but you know, as we look at it now, I mean, as far as I know, you're, you're done as a Husky, right? I mean, unless there's anything class-wise, I know sometimes that kind of lingers around. How do you look back on your time? Not only, obviously, you know, soccer is kind of the main point of this right now, but, you know, as a student, you know, you go to a university that's ranked in the, not only the country, but the world. Uh, you're in Seattle. How do you reflect on your time at UW? Yeah, I think it's, 
Yeah, I had an amazing time at UW. I loved getting to live in Seattle because I always, I grew up in the Kent area. So like actually living in the city and being on my own, it was such a good time. And, you know, meeting everyone in the athletic department, I think we have teams that are really close to each other and just making new friends and meeting people from different states and everything. It's just, it's a really, it was a really great experience. And the school part was, it was awesome too. We, I feel like we have so many different opportunities here and every, our, all our support staff is really helpful and amazing. And so I feel like I couldn't have had a better time, you know, in college and yeah, it was just a very, very cool experience and friends that all you know, have for a lifetime. And so I'm really grateful for everything that, you know, UW has done for me and school-wise and soccer and, you know, just bringing everyone together. So, yeah. As we're in this kind of, it's like a limbo, I guess, before preseason starts, a few weeks out, you know, and, you know, we just talked about, yeah, reflecting on your time at UW, is there any particular aspect of your game that you want to improve on at this, like while we're at, at this current moment, or I know a lot of people, you know, you could definitely say, Hey, I'm trying to work on just improving as a whole, as a player in general, but is there anything that you look at and you kind of write down and say, Hey, I want to get better at this before we hit uh, by the end of like the year or the season per se. Yeah, there's definitely a couple of things I definitely want to work on. I, as kind of now that I've shifted into more of like a holding mid player, um, I definitely want to work at, you know, playing out of the back and being kind of that connecting player from the defense going forward. I also feel like speed of play, you know, and I remember going from club to college, speed of play was something that I did have to, you know, get used to and adapt because it was so much higher at the college level. And I feel like that's another thing that I will have to adapt to is, you know, going from college to pro is, you know, adapting to that speed of play and everything. And so um, that's another thing. And then, yeah, just, of course, I always want to get, you know, technically better and more consistent at that. I think that's something that you, you no matter what level you're at, you know, you can always get better, you know, on the technical level level. I mean, just improve those skills too. So yeah, those are a couple of things that I definitely want to improve at and get better. Now, you know, obviously haven't stepped into the building yet, but can you talk about, we're going to move over to the rain here. Um, And I know you and I, again, have talked about it a little bit before we started. Can you take us into your draft process from figuring out, Hey, I'm going to put my name into, you know, getting the call and just how everything has sort of come together for you uh, to be with the rain. Yeah. So I want to say it was like two weeks before, like the actual draft, they changed the rules where they were like, Oh, like now your class can enter. And so I was, you know, texting with like my coach and my agent and my former coach and just kind of seeing, they were like, yeah, you should definitely enter, you know, just see what happens. Like there's no, like there's always a benefit that, you know, can come from it. There's no harm or anything. So just like enter your name, you know, see what happens. And they were saying they'll, you know, reach out to coaches for me and everything. And so I did enter, I got like my resume and my videos done and entered the draft. And yeah, from then I, I really didn't know what to expect. I was kind of just like, like, we'll see what happens. Like I was really hoping that something would happen and I was getting, um, 
some texts from my former coach and my coach and my agent, like there is some interest. And so you're going to like, you know, watch the draft obviously and see what happens. And yeah, when I got that call, I was so excited. I wasn't, I really like that day. I really did not know what to expect. Like I was kind of just going into it. I didn't know, you know, exactly like where I'd go or if I would go. And so, you know, getting that call from Lorraine, I was like so excited. I was like, yeah, it was the best feeling. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a great day and yeah. So just excited to be in Seattle and, you know, stay home and I obviously love it here. So it's a, yeah, great feeling. And, you know, you talk about staying home. I'm sure it'll, I don't know if it'll hit you when it happens on the field, but to play at home, you know, in front of, you know, people, you know, friends, family, you know, at a, at a stadium that the rain are going to be at, I'm sure that'll be its own moment. Right. Um, but no, it was interesting as someone who was covering the draft, you know, you know, we get, the rain had several different picks and I see, I heard the first name and I was like, huh, that's interesting. And then the rest of the name was read out and I was like, Oh, Oh, you know, I would use a different word, but I think we've kept it pretty clean and I don't want to go into the explicit tab. Um, I was just surprised because one, I didn't, I had no idea, you know, and with how the, the rules were, it's just kind of weird. I mean, two weeks before it's like, oh, hey, that's changed now. So first thing I did was I texted Olivia. I was like, uh, did you know about this? You know, <laughs> um, so it, it, it was pretty cool to see. And obviously, you know, for you, it's a big deal, you know, to stay home. But as someone who is heavily involved in the Seattle sports, you know, trying to keep everything up. I think that's cool to see, you know, from Kent Ridge, UW, and now playing, you know, with the team here. I think that's really cool. Um, I'm sure they have, at least some of them, but have any of your new teammates reach out to you? And if so, what impression do you have so far? Obviously, with the rain being around since 13 or so, um, I'm not entirely sure how much of it you followed, let alone the NWSL, but can you talk a little bit about that? And, you know, you're playing with some of the, you're going to be playing with some players who have been here since inception. I mean, I'm sure that's got to be somewhat of a big deal. Yeah. Um, so can you just talk about if any of your teammates have reached out to you? Uh, and if so, what impression you have so far of having them as teammates, let alone, you know, who they are as players? Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, some girls did reach out. Um, Sophia and Lauren, actually, both of them reached out and, I just thought it was really cool. They just sent like, you know, welcome to the rain and like, we're excited to meet you and just kind of a warm welcome. And I, I really appreciated that because I, you know, obviously don't know everyone on the team and I just thought it was cool to, to hear from them and just have them welcome us. And I'm really excited to meet them and play with them. And I just think it's really cool because like, it's like, I've watched you play before, like on TV and now you're going to be my teammate. Like it's, it is like kind of a weird, cool thing where it's like, it's like, whoa, I'm like, I'm going to be teammates with you guys. And like, it's just, it's really cool. And I get to play with them and I get to learn from them. And that's something I'm really excited to do. And yeah, cause they've obviously played um, for the rain and for a, a long time and in, in, in the NWSL. And so it's just, like you said, like they, they know what they're doing. They've been here. And it's, I mean, kind of like I was saying from going from like club to college, I feel like it's just a great opportunity and a great time to just learn from the people and get better and um, kind of try and make my mark. And, you know, all I can do is 
do my best and always getting better and always learning. And I think it's a great opportunity to do that and to play with these people who, you know, are amazing players and yeah. I think it's cool that two uh, tail interview series. Oh, that might be, Oh no, that'll be out by now. Okay. Uh, alumni. I mean, both Sophia and Lou spoke to them. So that's really cool. Um, you, you talk about some of the players that you've watched, you know, and that now to be able to play with them, you know, at least if we look at it from the midfield offensive attacking position groups, right. I mean, you're going to be able to learn from some of the minds of, I mean, obviously league MVP from last year, just Fishlock pops into the mind. Rose yeah. Lavelle comes to mind. There's so much talent up and down, but, but, you know, specifically in that midfield area, there's, there's a wealth of knowledge. I mean, can you speak to that a little bit about that position group? And I mean, perhaps some of the others, I mean, you're somebody who's had some significance, I say with a bit of sarcasm uh, to the women's game and Megan Rapino, now a teammate, you know, uh, but focusing more, I guess, on the midfield, can you talk about, you know, some of your midfielder teammates there? And I guess if you're excited to pick their brains. Yeah, um, no, I definitely am. And it's funny because like, I, it's like, I've watched them play like Roosevelt. I've watched, you know, her play on the national team and watch those games and Jessica Fishlock. I've watched the rain games. And like, I, I mean, when they were at Memorial stadium, it was obviously easier for us to go to as like a team, but you know, just yeah. 10 minute drive. Um, so what I watched her play in the midfield and they're both amazing players. And so it's something I'm really excited to, that I get to actually like train with them and play with them. And in, yeah, like you said, you know, kind of like pick their brains and learn from them. I think it's cool. And I don't know like how obviously their trainings go and stuff, but if we do do functional training and stuff and, work like as a midfielder group I think it's something that will really help me as a player as people who have played at this level and at the national team level um just yeah learning different things from them and yeah it'll be awesome you talk about it I mean it must be something it's got to be a little bit odd I mean it's like oh hey I watched you it's like okay now we're gonna be you know training I'm gonna play alongside you now um and you talk you do talk about you know memorial makes it much easier um and i'm glad you don't have to take corner kicks at a baseball field that will be it's got to be weird i mean as yeah. somebody who played i mean i only played at the high school level but just knowing baseball conditions and on a soccer field and then you add this pacific northwest weather yeah not, <laughs> not ideal um i know we've touched on it a little bit but i mean are you able to really have you sat down I guess, and really thought about the opportunity to stay home and play pro soccer here in this area. I mean, um, Seattle has been home for me, so it's really cool to not only, you know, cover the teams, but also speak with players, you know, from it. What is it like for you? Is it something that you think about a lot? Does it mean a ton or is it just, hey, this is what I've been hoping for? Yeah, I think it means a lot for me. I think I've been fortunate enough to play at UW and have my family be able to come to all my games and kind of be like that support system for me. And I just think it's really cool that it can be the same and that I get to, you know, be here around my friends and my family and people I've grown up with and um, people that I've met now at UW, I get to, you know, stay close to as well. And 
I feel like it, that's just really cool for me that kind of going through all the stages, like you said, is just like, has always been in the same area. And I've grown up here and now I actually get to play for the professional team here. I think that's something like really special and cool to me. And I think I know my family's really excited and, and everything. And so that's just another cool piece of it as well. So we look at the, the broader side of it. I look at the league. Do you have any thoughts on the league expanding and, you know, what it might mean for the future of the sport as a whole women's soccer, as well as, you know, professional women's sports as a whole, obviously we look at, you know, being in Seattle, the storm four-time champs, the BNBA has done a great job in a lot of things. And I know they're talked about expansion, uh, NWSL obviously expanding recently and, um, you know, it gives perhaps the opportunity for more women to get drafted, for more women to play in the league. Can you speak on your thoughts of it as someone who not only, you know, watched it, but now is involved in the, the league itself? Yeah, I think it's great. I feel like it's always a good thing that the league is expanding, you know, like you said, giving more opportunities for um, other women to play. And yeah, just, I think expanding just means more opportunity. And I think, you know, in, in some places that, you know, girls can go watch and like kind of in, you know, in San Diego and in LA and like girls from that area, now they get to go watch these teams play and they can be inspired and they can get into it. And I know women's soccer has just been growing and growing. And I think it's a great step forward that they are, you know, expanding and hopefully there's more expansion in the future and we can just get, you know, kind of a bigger league. Um, yeah, no, I think it's great and hopefully more expansion in the future, but um, definitely a step in the right direction. And yeah, you talk about, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, I didn't have anything else. You're good. <laughs> you, you talk about, you know, the teams that expanded, you know, in those markets, California, obviously a huge market in general, but, you know, Southern California, I know there were a few players uh, in the off season here who said, hey, I want to go play at home. And I think they were from the stars in Chicago. And I know that was granted, you know, it's a big deal. It's a big market. You know, it's, it's some people don't even know about the league. So, you know, to continue to grow it, continue to affect people, continue to get exposure, I think is great. Obviously, you know, talking to Lou, it was kind of tough because you lose some teammates that you really care about. Um, but ultimately, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I think it is a great opportunity because not only you let more women play, but, it'll make competition better and all that. And, you know, as a woman, I'm sure you've seen it before, just the stupidity in the comments and stuff like that, you know, and just things you might hear as an athlete, as a woman, but you look at the league, you know, 2013, that's, I mean, it makes me feel a little bit old, but that's not that far away, you know, um, for a league to be growing, you know, you look at leagues like the NFL, I mean, how long they've been on MLB, you know, NBA, all that's been around. You look at, you know, and WNBA a little bit longer, obviously, uh, but NWSL, it's all growing still. And to see the way that it is, is I think that's a positive trajectory. Um, and it only goes up from here, really. There's only more opportunity for that. So uh, really exciting for that. And yeah, I keep going. I think that's so cool that you get to continue to do it here. Um, I always link socials. Uh, in the description, I mean, do you have anything that you want to leave off on anything that you want to include? Um, I'm just really excited to get started. I know, um, 
I just am obviously so grateful for this opportunity and to stay home and just, you know, keep working and be around family and friends. But yeah, I think I'm just really excited. The Seattle area is great. Um, love, love everything about it. And so, yeah, but no, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, I, I take some issue, you know, um, being because it's not me. It's, it's about talking to you, right? It's about, because we talked about, you know, the, like the club teams that show up to your guys' games, the little girls that are watching this. Uh, someone, someone's going to see you out there one day and be like, I want to learn more about Olivia. I want them to be able to see this, watch it, and learn about, you know, the journey you went on, learn you as a player. So that's what the point of it. I appreciate you taking time out of your day. Um, and excited to see it, not only to be in Lumen next year, but to see the product. Because obviously you look at it, really great team last year kind of figured things out a little bit into the season after being at the bottom of the table for a bit um and you know would have liked to end in a championship but uh you keep a good amount of the players you lose the french ones sucks um but i i think it should be exciting and i'm just excited to get back and i'm glad that in a way we're only a little like a few weeks away because preseason starts but you know, it's, it's, it's something. So I thank you for your time. Yeah. Thank you so much.